Today's episode of Pastor With No Answers is sponsored by the band Wild Earth. They just released a brand new album called Holy Fools, and it's amazing. Let's check out a clip of this track called Gardens. That song is called Gardens by Wild Earth. These guys are an indie rock band from Arizona, and they just put out their sophomore full-length titled Holy Fools. If you like what you just heard, go and pick it up on iTunes right now. Listen to the record on Apple Music, Spotify, or your favorite digital streaming source. You can also get all of this info just by going to wildearthmusic.com. Again, that's Gardens off of Wild Earth's new record, Holy fools. Softening ground that once was hard. Digging All right, so I have to say, Brittany, I don't know your new last name. Isn't didn't we have a little marriage happen lately? Yes, I got married um, in 2016, February 20th. So nice. my new last name is De La Mora. It's three words. De La Mora. That sounds yeah. pretty awesome. That's uh, like yeah. you, you've got one of those celebrity sounding names, like Brittany oh, De La Mera. <laughs> Did I say? But... I I don't even say it right though. I know like with the <laughs> Spanish accent, it's like De La Mora. Yeah, but. Yeah. <laughs> You know, say De La Mora. I mean, you weren't in, you weren't in bad shape with Ruiz too, and I don't I don't even know if I said it right just now, but that was that was pretty good, pretty good combination. Yeah, I never Pre- said it right either. I said Reese, so you know. <laughs> awesome. Well, it's it's really cool. Um, you know, you for for people that don't know, we had you on the Bad Christian podcast years ago. I mean, you may have been in like the first first 10 episodes so we have fond memories of that conversation a lot of people enjoyed it and so here on this episode what I would love to do is just kind of get somewhat of a behind the scenes look at the porn industry Um, obviously those that consume pornography and uh Unfortunately, I make that list. Uh, thank, thank the Lord, not on a regular basis, but it's definitely something that I have viewed. I don't want to speak from the perspective of those people. Um, mm-hmm. But obviously, you know, those that consume it, we're just seeing it one end of it. We're seeing what is coming off our computer screens, our phone screens, and obviously there is a lot of work to get to that point in which we're consuming a finished product. So I just thought it would be mm-hmm. good to uh, talk to you and kind of get a be- behind-the-scenes look. So let's let's do get a snapshot. How long were you in the porn industry? 
I was in the industry for seven years. Yeah, seven years. And that yeah. that was seven years of actual uh, movies, movie scenes. I mean, I don't even know what, what's what's the industry like. Were, were you a, a movie star? Uh, I, I mean, they call it porn star. Porn stars, yeah. 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 I mean, when I left the industry, they were like, the world's hottest porn star leaves porn and finds Jesus. You yeah. Know? And now they're like, from porn to preacher. Yeah. It's like, the name's always with me. I'm still the ex-porn star. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that frustrating at all? Or it's just like, eh? I mean, because it is a really big deal. You're, you're, a, you're a Christian now. I mean, you have said yeah. goodbye to... I mean, is it... And this is the kind of stuff that I want to get to. I was about to say, and and I mean, for the record, I I don't like porn. Porn is harmful and all that, so I don't want mm-hmm. any of this to sound to the contrary. But it was an industry that was very good to you financially, correct? I mean, it was very favorable yes. for your pocketbook. Yes. I mean, when I was in the industry, I was making about $30,000 a month. Um, sometimes gosh, more, yeah. sometimes less. But with the porn industry comes, you know, escorting like high end prostitution and all of that stuff. So you make a lot of money doing those kinds of things as well. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. So let's let's take someone that logs onto their computer and they just go to Google and they type in uh, naked women Um they're probably not going to get a bunch of hits of um, pornographic sex scenes and that sort of thing. They're probably going to get a bunch of pictures of naked women. So let's take Playboy and compare that to the actual porn movie industry. Are we talking two completely different industries here or same, um. same lump of clay? Uh, I mean, I would say it's the same lump of clay. Like a lot of porn stars end up at the Playboy Mansion. It's all kind of intertwined. Yeah. Um, You know, I think the difference is is that Playboy tries their best to keep it. um, Like, as far as I know, I don't think in their magazine they use like sex toys and stuff like that. But I know, you know, they have actually branched out into porn because they have their own film production company now. Yeah. So, I mean, that was... I'm speaking... When I say now, I was I quit the industry almost five years ago. Right. So, uh, I mean, that's that's how it was when I was in the industry. They had just branched out. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. So, when your seven years of being in the industry, did you were were there people in the actual industry? So, people that made money from the porn industry, uh, where you felt respected by. Like, are there people, like, are there supervisors or agents where you actually felt like they respected you as a person? You know what? Yes. Um, I do think that because I I think that people respect you to the best that they know how. Now, looking back, like, my my standard of respect has been raised since leaving that industry. So now I would look and say, uh, you want me to take my clothes off for money? You want me to do... You know, these types of scenes, like, eh, that's not really respectful. Right. But when you're in that industry, you, like, they respected me the best they knew how. For example, 
when I first signed up um, with an agency, I was brand new. I didn't know what half the stuff meant. I didn't know different sexual positions. Like I was naive to that yeah. industry. So my agent had me initial everything that I was willing to do in a scene. And I literally marked off everything. I didn't even know what it was. DP, anal, like what is all this stuff? Right, right. But I marked everything off. But my agent said, uh, have you ever actually done this stuff? And I said, no. He goes, then you shouldn't be initialing these kinds of things. Gotcha. So to me, when I look back, I'm like, okay, he was respecting me the best that he knew how right. with where he is in life. Right, right. So let's take someone, who, I mean, golly, that's, uh, it's, it's heartbreaking because I think that you obviously represent a lot of naive women and, and, and well, even dudes for that matter that are getting into mm -hmm. the porn industry. And I don't know, did, did you see dollar signs or did you see, oh my gosh, I'm getting a lot of attention for my body. Let's go ahead and take that for all it's worth and see what I can do with it. Like what was the motivation if obviously a lot of this stuff was uncomfortable for you? So I had a few um, different motives. I think definitely money was one of them. I loved the attention. Yeah. The attention that I was getting in the porn industry was um, filling a void of, of attention that I didn't get from home. Yeah. So the affirmation that I got there felt really good because I didn't have a family that told me that I was beautiful, that I was destined to be a star, that I was going to be successful in life. You know, they, they really cursed me and cursed my future. So coming from that, it's, it was almost like the industry. It felt like such a loving place at first. Yeah. And so that was definitely it. And then because I was so hurt and broken, I had this sense of pride, like, Oh, I'll show my family. I am going to be somebody, you know, and I'm, I'm just going to go out and do the craziest things that I can do to just kind of to shame them and to prove them wrong. And yeah. you know what I mean? So there, there were a few different motives that were going on in my heart. At yeah, that time. totally. Did you ever, did you, were you a ever able to bring yourself to a point emotionally in which you were okay and and even confident with what you were doing? So in other words, there was no deep down inside I felt shame and I felt, you know, emotional turmoil. Was there ever a time in those seven years where you're like, Oh, this is what I'm doing and I'm happy with it. This is good. Yeah, in the very beginning for probably less than a year. Gotcha. I felt like that. I, I felt like, you know what, this is awesome. But throughout that year, I, um, experienced, you know, I had caught gonorrhea and, you know, that to me was like detrimental, even though it's, you know, as my agent said, it's just a shot in the butt and everything's going to be okay. Like yeah. it's going to go away. But that to me, I was like, well, I've never even caught an STD. And so from there, I had a director tell me that I was fat and that I needed to lose weight. And I was only 105 pounds. Yeah. So that to me was like, you know, I had just, you know, in high school gone to a hospital for anorexia. So to me, it's like all these little things. And then I just started to feel like, what am I doing here? Yeah. Like, I hate this. Yeah. But I think that um, because I was so prideful, I didn't want to admit that I had made a mistake. Yeah. And so my pride kept me in an industry six years longer because that's Gosh. what pride will do to you. Pride will make you stay stuck in a season of life that you don't even want to be in because you're too prideful to admit yeah. that you've messed up or made a mistake. Yeah. Golly, that is... Six years because of your daggum pride, Brittany. I know. What was I <laughs> thinking? You know, you know some, something that I just think is so, uh, you know, not, not to swell your head up, but hey, encouragement is always good for people every now and then. But like just your ability 
to reflect on this sort, this season of your life with, you obviously aren't reflecting on it in a very nonchalant, uh, this stuff doesn't matter, but it, it really, unless you're like an unbelievably uh, gifted con artist, this history that that's in your life holds no power over you because there's not any sort of regret that comes out of your voice from a stand and again in a healthy way like there's there's mm-hmm. not this oh my gosh it just makes me so sad or i just can't believe these things that i've done i'm so embarrassed i'm so uh, ashamed like you you really talk about this in a way where it does not have power over you and the reason for that is because I, I spend time every single day in God's presence. And every day he affirms me. He gives me the strength to just continue to move forward. And and he's truly made me a new creation in Christ. So I really look at it as like the past is in the past. So now I'm going to use the past to glorify his name. Yeah. Yeah. Now, So and so take someone like me that's asking these questions. If I'm trying to get in your head, like you don't, uh, the, the questions I'm asking you, it's not, you, you're not taking it disrespectfully. You're not taking it as uh, inconsiderate, but you definitely hear these questions as, yeah, these are interesting for people to hear. And I'm willing to give the answers to these questions, but this is a different frame of mind. In other words, you have this categorized and this isn't even me anymore. So I can talk about exactly. it, but whatever, you know, yeah, I mean, it's true. It, it seems like you would have to get frustrated at some point though. Like stop asking me questions about pornography. I am not a porn star. That is not my identity. I mean, how, how do you navigate <laughs> that? Because I, <laughs> I mean here, like we all really enjoyed you a few years ago uh, on the bad Christian podcast. But then when I thought to myself, hey, I really want to have a Pastor With No Answers episode and kind of get behind the scenes of pornography, I'd contact you because I'm like, well, she's nice. She's intelligent. She's, you know, I'm sure doing interviews and stuff. So I'll ask her about pornography. Is that not frustrating to you? No, the reason it's not frustrating to me is because, unfortunately, porn is a multi-billion dollar industry. And yeah. it's... It's people are suffering with porn addictions every single day. There's people in the church, people outside of the church, and people are looking for help. And what I've noticed is that when I share my story, it's so funny because people will see my, like, they'll be Googling, you know, my stage name to try to watch some of my porn movies. And then they'll come across an interview that I've done and I'll get an email from them saying, Wow. Like I didn't know that you went through that when you were in the industry. And there's people that aren't even Christians that say, I can't even watch porn anymore. Like I feel horrible. Like I can only imagine how many other women are depressed and suicidal like you were or addicted to drugs. Like it's not even fun for me anymore. Like I can't watch it. Right. And other people say, Thank you. Your stories led me back to God. So being open about my story, um, I'm willing to be as open as I can be for as long as I need to be so that I can continue to help people. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. All right. So someone is watching a scene in which, and I'm, I'm not trying to be crass, just trying to be straightforward, open. So let's just mm-hmm. say uh, uh, a woman is with two guys having you know, their way with her body and the scene is over. Uh, The cameraman or whoever says cut. 
what happens to that woman after that scene? And um, and I guess what I'm asking, are there chuckles, haha, that was fun, or is all the way to going to the bathroom sobbing? Um, I I definitely there's different ends of it. Like I know some women. Um I'm I've been counseling a woman who um is in the process of leaving that industry and she says that when she's done, like she literally just cries. Yeah. You know, she's um she just cannot take it. Then there's other women where it's just like, okay, that's that. Give me my paycheck. I'm going to go take a shower and then I'm out. Right. You know? Um, so yeah, but I, I mean, it's just, it's different for, it's different for everybody. And the thing is too, in that industry is that a lot of people put on a poker face and they smile. Like when I was in that industry, you never would have known that I was as broken as I was yeah. because I hid it from everybody. You know, so um, there's just different reactions for for every woman. But you definitely do have the woman that does cry in the bathroom. And then, you know, so that's, that's sad. But yeah. It's that, true. Yeah. That's interesting. I wonder do you, when, uh, you know, especially being in counseling with some of these women and helping them through this sort of thing. Do you think that they're at a more dangerous place, for lack of better words, when they don't feel the gravity of shooting a simple sex scene? Um, yeah, it's hard to say because I feel like they all feel it. They may just not feel it right. in front of everybody. Like I know that I didn't feel it in front of everybody. It was like, that was awesome. All right, we're done. Like that's a wrap. Good job, everybody. But then when I'd get home, like I was just like, what am I doing with my life? Like yeah. I hate myself. This is horrible. So, um, I, I'm pretty sure most of the women and men do feel it. They just don't always feel it in front of other people. Gotcha. Gotcha. What, so what, a, what about these guys that are in porn scenes? Is there a particular type of dude that is attracted to this? Like, are you kind of like, you know, every dude that's on the scene, they're kind of the same sort of person or. Yeah. I think I kind of figured it out. I think with the men, (laughs) um, (laughs) oftentimes society really glamorizes like a man being with as many women as, as he can. And so oftentimes a man will find his worth and he'll find his value in the amount of women that he gets to sleep with. And so the type of man that will enter into that industry is a man who doesn't truly know who he is, a man that's searching for his value. He's searching for his worth and he finds it in, in met, in money success, which many men will, um, equate money to success. Yeah. So they find it there and then they find it in the amount of women that they get to be with. So, um, yeah. the loss, I mean, so, so some, someone in your position, when you were in the industry and you looked at a, at a guy that was also investing time, energy and in, into the, uh, porn industry, did you see those guys as, Okay, one day they recognize they have an unbelievable body with a great six-pack, and they're like, you know what? I love having sex with women. Why not just get in the porn industry and I can get paid for it? Like, did did you think that about those guys? Like, oh, well, that's the only thing in their mind? Well, that's pretty much what, because I would ask people, I that, I was always like the one that asked the questions on set. So I would ask them like, how'd you get into porn? Like, why'd you get into porn? And that was typically their answer. Like, 
I mean, they would say, well, um, you know, I'm well endowed, but they may not use those types of words. You know, I've got I've got the package. And so I just you know what? I like sleeping with women and I like money. So I figured, why not get into the porn industry? And so they would search out, you know, um, agencies or really take the time to figure out how to get into the industry. Yeah. Yeah. Golly. So um, I, I don't know. I would assume that you've heard about a bunch of movements in which they're trying to, I don't know, do the industry a little more humanely and a little more respectfully. And um, have, have you heard about those sorts of movements in the porn industry? You know, just with like a higher caliber of respect for the people involved and that sort of thing. Um, I haven't heard of anything recently. I know that for a while they've been trying, well, which actually I believe the condom law is passed. They just haven't really been enforcing it. But I know that that was something that, you know, they've been trying to do and figure out a way to enforce for a while. Um, The porn industry, of course, is fighting it because the reality is, is that most people, they the the viewers of porn they prefer the non-condom scenes so the people the in the production companies that shoot without condoms um typically make more money and sell more videos uh see that's something that i didn't even think about so part of the angle of being more humane is like really supporting condom use for scenes I, I believe so. I mean, if that's what you're talking about, because gotcha. I know they've been trying to do that for a while. Gotcha. Um, and I mean, I think that it would be a great thing for them because one thing that a lot of performers don't admit that I will openly admit is that there are a lot of STDs that go on in that industry. Even though you get tested every 28 days, say that I was in, in that I, when I was in that industry, I didn't have unprotected sex outside of that industry, but a lot of people do. So if you get tested on March 1st and then on March 2nd, you sleep with a girl that has chlamydia, then you catch it. And now for the next 27 days until your next test, you're giving every person that you have a sex scene with chlamydia. Yeah. So, and that's something a lot of people, they don't like to admit that it's very regulated. Well, yeah, in the industry it's regulated, but a lot of people don't just have sex in the industry. They have unprotected sex out of the industry. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. How about, and one thing that I missed about the, the guys that are on the scene, forgot to ask you, did you have, so I asked if you felt respected by some people, were there anyone in, in the field, for instance, that were overtly disrespectful because in, in in a way where, okay, well she's a porn star. So (laughs) if she's walking down the hall, I'm going to slap her on her butt because she doesn't care. She's a porn star. Did you have people that did not treat you as a valuable person? Yes. But that scenario that you gave in that industry wouldn't be considered disrespectful. Like that Uh, just kind of goes along with the territory. But there was this guy, um, he was a production or director, production manager, all of that. And also a performer. Um, but I got to a point in the industry where I would literally have a no list. And then I went from having a no list to only having a yes list because, um, I would only say like, I'm only going to work with these 10 guys or, um, whatever, because you get people that are just gross. They don't take care of themselves. There was one guy that my agency that I was with had banned all of his women from working with because when it came time to, you know, as they say, like the money shot, you know, like when it came time to that, 
he would pee in their faces. Right. And like, that's disrespectful. That's disgusting, you know? And in that industry, that's, you know, that's considered a high level of disrespect. So there, there are a few people like that. Um, a lot of people treat that industry like a business. And so, I mean, looking at it, like from where I am now, of course, like, uh, I mean, I see things from a different light now, but when I was in it, um, I guess the people that I worked with, I felt respected by because I chose to work with them. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, mm -hmm. that makes sense. All right. So I do want to just clarify. So you were saying earlier that it, it was not even disrespectful for someone to get a cheap feel if, if you walk by them in the hall. I mean, that was just kind of commonplace. Yeah. It's, I mean, in that industry you're walking around each other like naked and you know what I mean? It's just, right. you're going to be sleeping with that person. And I mean, you wouldn't get a bunch of the directors usually. I mean, every now and then you get a director that feels like they just want to grab you or whatever, but it's still in that industry. It's like, well, he's paying my check. And then, it's not like it's just not considered disrespectful in that industry. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. What what would if if you reflect on this uh the the seven years, which obviously there's a, a lot of good that can come out of those sorts of reflections, especially when you're de you know, ministering to other people that are in the scene and just talking about pornography in general, do you ever have the emotion of anger or is it all compassion, sadness to the people that are in the industry? Yeah, I definitely feel like I have more compassion and um, sadness and grace towards the people that are in the industry because they don't know any better. Yeah. It's like when Jesus goes to the cross and he says, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they're doing. Some people are stuck in a season of life or are stuck in that type of industry because they truly don't know what they're doing. They truly don't think or understand that they deserve a better life than the one that they're living. Right. And some people are walking in the dark because nobody's come into their life and turned the light on yet. Yeah. And, um, so I, I definitely, I have, I have a big heart for them and yeah, I don't, I don't have any anger whatsoever. Did you ever deal with anger? Um, not from that industry. Right. I, I did deal with anger. Yes. Not particularly from <laughs> porn because I truly felt like I made, um, those decisions. Yeah. Uh, during my, so, uh, after about three and a half years in the industry, I had actually left for a little bit because I was suicidal. I was a heroin addict and I ended up getting sober. Um, I accepted Jesus as my Lord and savior, but then a man came into my life and men were my weakness. So I started dating him and he was a pimp. And so he got me back into the industry. I ended up getting pregnant. He made me abort my child. So it's like, that's right. where I started to deal with anger, like, yeah. because I felt like, um, I didn't want to do that. And so I had a lot of anger. I could not forgive him. I couldn't forgive myself for a very long time. Um, and so that's really, that's where my anger really came from. And then, you know, just anger from the way I was treated growing up and not feeling loved and feeling rejected. Um, that's, that's kind of where my anger came from, but Jesus is so good. He's my healer. And um, the grace that he's put on my life, like he's given me the ability to forgive everybody that's hurt me. I've forgiven myself. Um, and now I'm able to even talk about those things to really help people who are battling with those. I actually just wrote a really great blog on overcoming, um, overcoming the pain of an abortion. Oh, wow. Um, and it's, it helps so many women reach out to me and just said, thank you. You know, I, I've been, 
not able to forgive myself and I'm trying to walk with Jesus, but I just, that condemnation. And, and so, um, yeah, I'm able to use those parts of my testimony to really help people now. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Where, where is, where do you write blog posts? Where can people go? On my website, BrittanyDelamora.com. You're going to have to spell that last name. I was just going to say that. Well, (laughs) even my first name, nobody can figure my first name out because my grandma's creativity, but it's B-R-I-T-T-N-I. And then my last name, D-E-L-A-M-O-R-A.com. Awesome. And we'll have that in the show notes, everyone. And you're you're kind of a... you're somewhat of a face for X Church. What 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 are you helping advertise? There's some sort of a Bible deal or something going on? Okay, the X Church is so amazing. I love them. They um, go out to the porn conventions, and they give out Bibles that say Jesus loves porn stars. Yeah. And when I was in the porn industry, I had received quite a few of those Bibles from them. And so what they do is, um, right now, they, they are raising money so that they can print more of those Bibles. I think they print like 30,000 of them. And they hand them out at the porn conventions to the porn stars, to the people who are there. Um, trying to get autographs from the porn stars. Like they hand these Bibles out and these Bibles, they, they're life changing because um, it's, I know the one that I had received was the book of John. And so, and, and it does say Jesus loves porn stars because Jesus loves everybody. And I think being in that industry, you think like, how can, how can God love me? How can Jesus love a woman like me or a man like me? But they give you that book and, and it just shows you, you know, that, that Jesus does love you. And so that's what they're doing right now is, is they're raising more money to be able to print more Bibles. Awesome. Brittany, it was awesome catching up with you and we certainly appreciate your time. Thank you. Likewise.